Bless the Lord, and you may be seated. What a wonderful day to be in the house of the Lord. I'll tell you, there is nothing that gets me going like being with a family of God gathered together in the presence of God. We've had a beautiful first service, but how many of you know that God always comes when we are hungry for him and when we open our hearts and minds and say, come on in, Holy Spirit, invade our space, we would gladly stand aside and let the Holy Spirit just take control. I love to say, and I always do, we should live our lives built on the foundation of God's Word. <coughs> Your Word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. But you know, for the most part, when we uh, memorize the Word of God, it's so that we have something in mind that when we are faced with a problem or a challenge of whatever kind, that we can go to God and say, Lord, your word says you will provide all of my need according to your riches in glory by Christ Jesus, which it is. Only God can supply our needs as we have them. Or we say, Lord, your word says you are the God that healeth us. You are the Lord, our healer. And yes, bless God, he is the healer. But it is also important for us, as we get the word of God layer upon layer on our inside, that we don't just have it in our mind in memorization or in our heart, but that we will get it in our spirit. But that all of that is good. But this morning when I read Psalms 119 verse 5, the Holy Spirit showed something else to me. And it says, Oh, that my actions would consistently reflect your decrees. In other words, not only should our desire be after God to meet our need, to lead us, to guide us, to show us, to reveal to us, but our greatest need should be to be obedient to God. Because you see, the word of God says, God prefers obedience more than sacrifices. Therefore, it is important for us to say, Lord, I do need those things, and I do need these things, and I am facing this challenge. But in the midst of it all, I know that I can just get into your presence because that's where I will find peace and joy and strength for the day. And I'm leaving you with that same verse as the uh, Good News Translation has penned it down for us. And it says, how I hope that I should be faithful in keeping your instructions. So in other words, 
if I have the word of God inside of me, well and alive, I will always walk in obedience, or at least, as the writer says, hope to be faithful in keeping the instructions of God's word. May God bless you as you open your heart and mind for a word from the throne of heaven, fresh bread from the ovens of God. Well, I guess after that, all I need to do is say the benediction, bless you, and send you on home. <laughs> Good morning. There are about 25 good people here. Let me try that again. Good morning. Good morning. My name is John. Your name is? Oh, what a delight to meet you. It's good to be with you here this morning. Casey was a lot. So many wonderful, smiling, happy people. That's great. Now keep that smile. I mean, smile a little more. Kind of a show your teeth kind of smile. And with that kind of a smile, I want you to turn to your neighbor and say to him or her, I'm sure you've lost some weight since I've seen you the last time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I can tell that most of you didn't want to lie, so you just laughed, right? <laughs> So, so perhaps what you need to do now is take away that smile, get really serious, look back at that same person and say, I think you ought to lose. No, don't say that. that that's going to be really bad. That's going to be really bad. <laughs> yeah. How many of you believe it's okay to laugh in church? Yes, absolutely. It's so good to be with you. It's really, really good for us to be here. Always enjoy coming to Casey Wasilla. We love the Casey family in totality. We've been at uh, so many, I think Pastor Kirsten said this morning, seven or eight times already to the prophetic conference. We just love the Casey family. It's great to be part of what the Lord is doing in you and through you. Uh, Pastor Daniel sent me a, a text message this morning, and he says, will you please kindly greet our church family for us and tell them that we certainly miss them and we love them dearly and appreciate them sincerely. Let them know that we still believe that they are the best. They're preaching in Nome this morning, and I just want to say that uh, pastors uh, Daniel and Karen and we and, uh, and another part of the team we're all together at a huge conference in Cape Girardeau this past weekend, what was it, four or five days, and we just experienced the mighty moving of the Holy Spirit. Uh, Pastor Daniel uh, obviously was one of the preachers, and I need to tell you, he over-preached himself. I've got to tell you, he excelled. He, he, in my opinion, that was the best message I've ever heard Pastor Daniel preach. And I've heard him preach several occasions. 
When he comes back, ask, ask him to preach that same message here again. All right? Uh, you don't have to ask him to have any more life. He can't help it. He'll be on the one side of the church one moment, and when you look for him, he's at the back of the church. But my, 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 they were such a blessing. Ladies and gentlemen, you have one of the best pastor couples in the whole wide world. Love them, appreciate them, support them. We highly respect them. We really, really do. And I was just going to tell you, I was just going to tell you as a church, pastors Daniel and Karen have not even yet reached close to the pinnacle of where God is going to take them in ministry. Take the ride with them. Journey with them. Support them, love them, and pray for them. Just want to take a moment and, and honor Pastor Daniel's mother here this morning. What a wonderful lady. My, my, my. She is so, so very dignified. Thank you for raising a wonderful son. We, we see the results of your love and your devotion to him. Thank you. God bless you. God bless you. This evening, I, uh, I believe we're going to have an exceptional meeting in this place. You know, Sunday morning, sometimes we've got to watch the clock. Not that we're going to not watch the clock tonight. We're not going to waste anybody's time. But I believe this evening is going to be very, very powerful. Don't miss it. Make sure to change your plans, change your agenda. If you normally don't go, come back on a Sunday, make a difference today and come back. I believe God's going to do some awesome things. Call some people, invite them to come with you tonight. I believe I'll be also speaking to the leadership at 5 o'clock this afternoon. I'm looking forward to spending some time with you also, but at 6 o'clock then, we're going to have a blowout service, and we're going to honor and glorify God. So don't miss that. Be here. Heavenly Father, I ask now in the wonderful name of our Lord Jesus Christ and in the power of the Holy Spirit that these next few minutes will become life-changing moments, that you will speak to our hearts and to our lives, be honored and glorified in everything we do and say, in Jesus' name, amen. I want you to turn with me, please, to Ezekiel chapter 37. And while you turn there, I just want to congratulate you on your great vision for going to build or not going to, but building such a huge facility. And I believe this is going to become the church on the hill. But it's not only going to be the church on the hill, it's also going to be the beaming light on the hill beaming rays of light into the darkness, penetrating the darkness, and letting this whole area know that there is still hope and there is still life in the name of Jesus. Ezekiel chapter 37, and we're going to begin at verse 1 and go all the way through 14, but I'm not going to read all of that, but I promise that I will touch on all these verses as we proceed. 
Most of us know this portion of Scripture as being the valley full of dry bones. But I want us to take a moment and look at the background of the Scripture. After the Israelites had been enslaved in Egypt for over 100 years, God then brought them into the promised land. He gave them a land, gave them a king, and made them a nation. But the Bible says that they rebelled against God again, and he allowed them to go into captivity once again. Seems like they never learned their lesson. Now, when that happened, Nebuchadnezzar and his Babylonian army invaded Israel, reduced Solomon's temple to ashes, and took many of the Jewish people back to Babylon as captives. It is within these horrendous circumstances that we now find Ezekiel. The spirit of the nation of Israel had died. That which was once upon a time vibrant, now had no life. I want to make that statement again because this is probably the thread that will run through our whole message this morning. That which was once upon a time vibrant, now had no life. But God never settles for impossibility. The Lord instructed Ezekiel in a very dynamic way to prophesy to the remains of what once was. The Bible says that Ezekiel was carried away to a valley full of very dry bones. Verse 1 says, and I'm using the New Living Translation, the Lord took hold of me and I was carried away by the Spirit of the Lord to a valley filled with bones. He led me all around among the bones that covered the valley floor. They were scattered everywhere across the ground and were completely dried out. They were not only dried out, they were completely dried out. Now, the entire scene could most likely be described in one word, impossibility. Verse 3 says, then he asked me, son of man, can these bones become living people again? O oh, sovereign Lord, I replied, you alone know the answer to that. When, when, when Ezekiel looked over this valley filled with dry, very dry bones, and the Lord asks him, can these dead dry bones become living people again? Ezekiel says, in my mind, that's impossible. But Lord, you alone know the answer to that. Knowing that it will take more than just the spoken word of man, 
It will take the impartation of God himself. The good thing is that God was not showing Ezekiel something that will not be able to be changed. It's not just the display of dead bones that he was looking at. It was meant as a moment of revelation. Something was going to happen. When God gives us a revelation, he doesn't give us a revelation just to see something or to get some more goosebumps. When God gives us a revelation, it's because something is going to happen. Something is going to change. Listen to this question. Son of man, can these bones become living people again? Now, when, when we look at that question that God was asking to Ezekiel, the, it lets us know that these bones used to have life. Can they live again? Which means they lived before. They had a purpose. They had value. They were treasured. They had meaning. So these verses... Obviously, they describe to us people. Can, can these bones become living people again? So, when we look at it, we, we realize that it, it refers to people who once were alive and then died. But now, I don't, don't you to miss this. In this message, I want you to see the valley of dry bones as a metaphor of your unfulfilled prophecies. Your unfulfilled promises. Your revelations. So when we look at the valley of dry bones, each of us, we are not seeing it any other than those bones of the reminders of the prophecies we had received from God, but they had not yet been fulfilled. They are dead bones of promises we received, and they are not yet fulfilled. It's a metaphor of our dreams and our visions that God gave us, but for some reason or another, they have not yet come to fruition, and as though they have become like dead, dry bones, and they have lost their life. There was a time when they did have life. We have all received prophetic words and promises that we accepted as being from God. We've received revelations. We've received visions, and today we realize that many of them, or some of them at least, have not come to life. They have not come to fruition. 
There was a time when they were alive. There was a time when they had meaning. There was a time that they brought life to your spirit. It gave you hope. It, it made your faith to rise. It, it filled you with joy. It, it made you move forward because you knew it was somehow God speaking to you, either through his word or through a revelation or through a prophetic word or a word of, of wisdom or, or knowledge that came to you. And at that moment, it had life. It had meaning. It had purpose. But then he died. They cooled off. And dropped into the valley of dry, dead, dry bones with many other dead dreams, visions, and prophecies. And today you wonder, what has happened to those prophecies? What has happened to those promises? What has happened to that rhema word that I received? What has happened to them? And these unfortunate experiences have brought death to our expectations and dulled our faith in the divine revelation. In many ways, and I don't want to dwell too far that way, but in many ways, it has been the enemy that has destroyed the life out of them to cause us to doubt whenever we get another revelation or another prophecy. Or another promise to dull our expectations, to make us doubt the Word of God. That which was alive at one point in time has become like dead, dry bones. So today I want to ask you to look at your personal valley of dead dreams. I want you to look at your valley of dead visions and dead prophecies, seemingly dead. And I want to ask you, child of God, can those bones live again? But here is the good news in verse number 4 of Ezekiel chapter 37. It says, Then he said to me, God speaking to Ezekiel, Speak a prophetic message to these bones. And say, dry bones, listen to the word of the Lord. This is what the sovereign Lord says. Look, I am going to put breath into you and make you live again. Now, 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 just to make sure that you're with me, this is what God told Ezekiel to speak over the dead, dry bones of people that lived at one point in time. And I believe today the Spirit of the Lord is saying to you and me, as we stand at the valley of our own dry, dead, dry bones of prophecies and prophecies and, and, and revelation, and he is asking us to question or giving us this command. He says, speak a prophetic message to these bones. Speak to those prophecies. Speak to those promises. Speak to those revelations. Speak to those dreams. Speak to those visions. And say to them, dead, dry prophecies, dead, dry bones, 
Listen to the word of the Lord. This is what the sovereign Lord says. Look, I am going to put breath into you and make you alive again. And the prophecies are going to come alive. And the promises are going to come alive. And the visions are going to come alive. And the dreams are going to come alive. Because God did not give it to you just to have a happy moment. He gave it to you to accomplish your goal and your purpose in this life. Somebody give the Lord a shout of praise. He says, speak a prophetic message to these bones, not to other bones, to these bones that used to live, these bones that used to have life. Speak to these bones that had purpose once upon a time. Speak to them, not to any other bones, not to new bones, the very same dead bones. For Ezekiel obeyed the command of the Lord, and verse 7 says, So I spoke this message. He didn't think it. He spoke it. That's where we many times miss it. I am, I am holy and completely and fully convinced that we oftentimes miss valuable things in our lives. Because we think them, but we don't speak them. That's why you will always hear me tell people, speak it out. Don't think it. Don't consider it. Speak it. Say it. Use your vocal cords. Use your breath. Use your tongue. Use your lips. Say it when you speak to God. And when you give God praise. And when you worship God, don't let it only be in your heart. Don't only think about it. Don't let it only be in your mind. Say it. Praise him out loud. Vocalize it. Express it. When it comes to worship, express it. Don't just mumble it. Say it. Say it boldly. There's nothing to be ashamed about. When we get to praising God, there's nothing to be ashamed about. Nobody's going to laugh at you. Nobody's going to think that you're crazy. When you say it, when you speak it, there's something that happens because there's so much involved. I don't want to stop there too long because I can't really stop there for a while. But there is so much that's involved in when we say it. So many things that are operating. So many things that are subjective to, to what we say. That's why I'm saying, he said, he, he spoke. So I spoke to these bones. I want to say to you today, don't wonder about your dreams. Don't wonder about your dead prophecies. Don't wonder about your dead provisions. Don't wonder about your dead promises. But today, determine to speak to them. Determine to say to them, hear the word of the Lord. Speak to them. So I spoke this message just as he told me. That's verse 7. Suddenly, as I spoke. Ooh, I like that word, suddenly. I don't know how long those dead, dry bones were lying in the valley. I have no clue. Somebody has found that in the Bible. Please come and help me. I don't know how long they have been there. But in spite of the fact that they may have been there for a very long time, one prophetic utterance over them 
suddenly as I spoke, I want to say to somebody here this morning, suddenly something is going to happen. Suddenly something is going to happen in your home. Suddenly something is going to happen in your finances. Suddenly something is going to happen with your unsaved children. Suddenly something is going to happen with your unsaved family. Suddenly something is going to happen with your health. Suddenly something is going to happen in your spiritual life. Suddenly something is going to happen in your dreams and your prophecy. Suddenly something is going to happen about your future. Suddenly something is going to happen in your destiny. But it's not going to ask you to rise up and speak to those dead dry bones and say to them, Come alive! Suddenly as I spoke, there was a rattling noise all across the valley. <laughs> you know what that says? Not one or two bones. All the bones began to rattle. All the bones began to respond to the prophetic word that was given. Every bone. These bones of each body came together and attached themselves as complete skeletons. Complete skeletons. What does that mean? It means every bone to each bone. The neck bone was not attached to the foot bone. The back bone was not attached to the ankle bone. But the foot bone was attached to the foot bone, and the ankle bone to the ankle bone, the leg bone to the leg bone, the knee bone to the knee bone, the hip bone to the hip bone, uh, every rib bone to the rib bones, the neck bone to the neck bone, the head bone to the head bone, every bone was attached to the right place. They came back in order, and they now became to form a perfect body. You can now begin to identify them. They are no longer just bones. They are now skeletons. Skeletons, but at least you can make sense. You can see where's the head and you can see where's the toe. Then as I watched muscles and sinews and flesh form over the bones, then skin formed to cover their bodies. Now they were not only dead, dry skeletons, now they were corpses. But you could identify that something is happening. I'm here to tell you right now, ladies and gentlemen, get ready because something is going to begin to move in your life. Those parts that need to be together are going to be together. God is bringing the right people together. He's bringing the right positions together. The right timing together. He's bringing favor to somebody. He's bringing breakthrough to somebody. He's bringing healing to somebody. He's bringing breakthrough to your home and your heart and your life. Somebody's going to receive promotion at the right time. Somebody's going to receive an increase. Somebody's going to receive from bonuses. Some people are going to receive surprises through the mail. I'm saying the bone, each bone to each bone. And God is getting ready to do a miracle. If you believe that, throw your hands up in the air and give the Lord a shout of praise. Then scheme formed to cover their bodies, but they still had no breath in them. Perfectly shaped. You can now begin to identify them. They've all been put together, but there's still no life in them. So I want to say to you today, church, 
We need to prophesy over our dead prophecies again and say to them, say to them. Are you hearing me? Everybody shout out loud. Say, say. say. A, a little louder. Say. I like that. One more time. Say, say to them. Dead cry bones. Come alive. Today, I want to say to you, you've got to get bold about it. I'm going to ask you in the name of Jesus to not look at your dead, dry bones and say to them, Dead, dry bones? I want you to come alive. I want you to take boldness and say to them, I say, Hear! The word of the Lord. And speak to them and say, come alive. Because when you begin to say it, and you say it with boldness, and you say it with conviction, something is going to happen. But I need to say this to you also, lest we miss that. We need more than just words. We need the breath of God. To blow into those dead, dry prophecies. We need the power of the Holy Spirit. The anointing that destroys every yoke of bondage and death. In the name of Jesus. It's not by might. It's not by power. But it's by my spirit, says the Lord. And we are going to ask the Holy Spirit to help us. Because our wisdom is not enough. Even our speaking is not enough. Our boldness is not enough. What we need is the breath of God. The wind of the Holy Spirit. The power of the Holy Spirit. Because I believe that there is a new wave of anointing that is coming to the church. But it's also coming to your life. We are about to see more miracles and wonders than ever before. We are about to experience a new prophetic level with renewed power and authority. And we're going to see God move in a supernatural way. What we need is a demonstration of the power of the Holy Spirit as we have never seen it before. We don't need new denominations. We don't need new constitutions. We don't need new bylaws. We don't need new regulations. What we need is a mighty demonstration of the power of the Holy Spirit that will change hearts and lives and shake our nation to the core and let revival come to the United States of America. If that's you, let me hear a shout of praise to God. We have read that in verse 7, Ezekiel was commanded to prophesy. And now we come to verse 9, and he's told to prophesy a second time. He already prophesied. And now the Lord says to him, prophesy over the bones that have already been prophesied over. So he says, prophesy. Then he said to me, speak a prophetic message to the winds. Prophesy to the spirit, I include. 
speak a prophetic message, which means prophesy, and say, this is what the sovereign Lord says. First it said, come alive. Now it's saying, come, O breath, from the four winds. Breathe into these dead bodies so they may live again. It simply means he was instructed to prophesy again over what has been prophesied over before. And I don't intend to make this verse say what it doesn't say. But my direct translation of verse 9, when the Lord says to Ezekiel, prophesy to the winds, speak a prophetic voice or a prophetic word to the wind, that it could very well mean prophesy to the spirit or even more closely, prophesy to your prophecy. So this is my word to you. Prophesy to your prophecy. No dead bones live. A prophetic word was spoken over them. Now speak to them again. So I'm saying prophesy to your prophecies. This is my word. Prophesy to your prophecies. Command them to come alive. Your dreams, your visions, your prophecies, your revelations. Prophesy to the inspired word you have received. Prophesy a second time and say to them, come alive. This is what the sovereign Lord says. Come, O breath, ruach, from the four winds. Breathe into these dead bodies so they may live again. In the Bible, the word breath is ruach, which means the breath of of God. It's the same word that was used when God breathed and Adam became a living soul in Genesis 2-7. It's also repeated in Psalm 33 verse 6. By the word of the Lord the heavens were made and all the host of them by the breath of his mouth. And once again we find it in John 20-22 when Jesus breathed on the disciples can I tell you, ladies and gentlemen, when God breathes, life is always the result. When God breathes, something is going to happen. When God breathes, dead things are, are resurrected. And today we believe we not only speak, but the breath of God is going to help us to make our dead dreams and prophecies and promises come alive and be resurrected because it's not going to be our will or our wisdom, but it's going to be the breath of God that brings life into them again. He says they were good-looking corpses, but they still had no breath. And where there is no life, there is no hope. And many people have given up on their breakthrough. But listen, verse 10 says, so I spoke the message as he commanded me, and breath came into their bodies. They all came to life. They all came to life. I see it's on the screen. You see it there? I want everybody to say, they all came to life. 
Say it a little louder. Now let's read the rest together. And stood up on their feet a great army. They didn't get up on their feet shaking, lame, lazy corpses. They stood up on their feet as a mighty army, ready to conquer. They're not going to be defeated. They're conquest. They're going to move ahead in power. Why? Because they have received the breath of God. They have received the life of God. Every yoke is destroyed. Every bondage is broken. There's new life. They're standing up as an army. I'm trying to tell you today, when your prophecies are going to come alive, they're going to be like an army, ready to march and to conquer and to take over and give you the breakthrough that you need. Call in today your unsaved family, your unsaved children. Call in your promises. Call in everything and say to them, come alive in the name of Jesus. Come on, somebody give the Lord a shout of praise. Just, just, just be seated. I'm going to try and land this plane. I'm still on 40,000. And if I'm going to come down too quickly now, it's going to be a crash landing. But Isaiah, listen to what Isaiah 55 verse 11 says. Concerning that word that you have received, that prophetic word, word of knowledge, word of wisdom, the promise, the revelation you've received. Listen to what Isaiah 55 verse 11 says. So shall my word be that goes forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void. But it shall accomplish that which I please. And it shall prosper in the thing whereto I sent it. You may not have received it yet, but it was the word of God. And it was sent and it shall accomplish why he gave you that word. It shall prosper in the thing whereinto he sent it. You may be wondering today what has happened to the promises. What has happened to the revelation. According to the word of God, it shall come to pass. Isaiah 43 verse 26 says, remind me. I think the King James Bible says, put me in remembrance. So it's okay to remind God, not that he is forgotten. But you may have forgotten. And when you remind God, you have to recall the word that you have received. It is like Abraham when God gave him a promise. And said to Abraham, you will have a child. Abraham desired a child, God desired a nation. But Abraham received a promise. I will have a child of my own. But it didn't happen overnight. And that's where we get stuck. We think that when we receive a word when we wake up tomorrow morning, it's going to be. Uh, and again, I don't want to dwell there, but sometimes 
We, we, we receive prophetic words like this in this season, today, tomorrow. Those things really don't have to do with natural time. In this season could be the season of your life and not doesn't mean winter or summer. Tomorrow does not mean Monday. But we get stuck on that. And then we blame God and we allow our promises and our prophecies to die. But Abraham kept walking. God, you promised. God, you promised. God, you promised. Unfortunately, in that process, he tried to fix it himself. He tried to make things happen by himself. It was a disaster. And yet, he didn't give up. God, you promised. But God, you promised. Weeks, months, years went by. God, you promised. God, you promised. And it seemed like it would never happen. But I want to tell you, the Bible says the day came that Abraham held the promise in his arms and God's word came true. I'm here to tell somebody, don't give up on what God has told you. Don't give up on the promises that he has given you. Don't give up on the revelations that he has given you. Don't give up on the prophecies that he has given you. It may have take a, taken a long while. You may have taken a detour. But that doesn't change why God has given you the word. That's, that won't change why he has promised something to you. I'm here to say to somebody, today in the name of Jesus don't give up on your dead dreams and your dead visions because they're not really dead they still have some life in them it's enough left for the spirit of God to revive and make them stand on their feet like an army and this time I want to say when they arise they can arise up with more power than they've ever had before there's going to be new relevance and the relevance is going to be greater than ever before. You're not defeated. You're not going under. You're going over. You're a child of the king. Greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. If God be for me, who can be against me? Thus I know God is for me. Of whom then shall I be afraid? I'm going to speak by faith. I'm not going to give up. I'm not going to give in. I'm not going to be defeated. I'm not going to throw in the towel. I'm not going to run away. Today I'm rising up and I'm taking the word of God and I'm going to speak to every situation and I'm going to say come alive. Come alive. Come alive in the name of Jesus. If you believe that stand on your feet and give the Lord a shout of praise. Come on. Is that the best shout you have? Hallelujah. Now lift your hands way high. And with exuberance and boldness, begin to praise Him and worship Him out of your heart. Now don't get quiet on me. Let your praise, let your worship fill this building right now. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on, hold on. I've got to stop you. I don't want to interrupt you. Take your hands down. Oh, a little while ago, I said, throw your hands up in the air and shout your praises, right? 
when I asked you to take your hands down, then I asked you to now in sincerity and boldness give praise and worship unto God. And you lost 60% of your volume. Sometimes we become religious instead of righteous. I'm going to ask you to go one more time with fervency and boldness out of your spirit. Not as an exercise, but with reality to give him praise and give him worship. Lift up your hands. Lift up your heads. Now lift up your voices and begin to give him praise and exalt him and magnify him deep out of your spirit. That's right. That's right. Lord, we give you praise. We honor you. We glorify you. We magnify you. You are great, O oh God, and greatly to be praised. Hallelujah, hallelujah. There is no God like our God. You are the same yesterday and today and forever. We give you glorious praise. We hallelujah lift your name on high. Thank you, dear God, we give you praise. Now listen to me. In this atmosphere of praise and worship, I want you now to use the authority that God has given you in the name of Jesus. And I want you not only to hear this word this morning, but act on this word. I'm going to ask you to point to your valley of dry bones and speak to them. If you want to point down, that's fine. If you want to point out, whatever, you just don't point up. I wouldn't suggest that. But point down, point out, and speak to your dead dreams, visions, prophecies, and promises. And say to them, in the name of the Lord God Almighty, I command you to come alive through the power of the Holy Spirit. And call them alive. Call them forward. In the name of Jesus. So, so go ahead right now. Go ahead right now. And speak to them. Come on, go ahead. Point your fingers. Speak to them. Dead prophecies come alive. Promises come alive. In the name of Jesus, I, I command you to come alive. Speak to them. Speak to them. Put faith in action this morning in the name of Jesus. Speak to them. Speak to them. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. God will give you a breakthrough. He has planned a breakthrough. Just speak to your prophecies. Speak to them in the spirit. Say to them, come alive. Come alive. I'm taking a hold of the promises of God. Every prophecy, every revelation in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Just say to them, come alive. I just, I just need to just say out loud, come alive. Come on, say, come alive. Say it again, come alive. Hallelujah. 
I just need to walk down here. Just yeah, here, here you are. I'm looking for somebody. Yeah, your your promises are going to come real, and it's going to come alive. You you've come through a hard time, and God has given you a promise, and it seemed like nothing ever worked out. But today the Lord says, I have heard your cry. I've seen your faith. And I'm going to restore everything that the enemy has stolen from you. And you're going to receive a hundredfold return. And because you have been patient, says the Lord, I'm going to give you the breakthrough that you have been asking for. I want you to join hands with her, but I want you to lay your hands on them. And I need to say to both of you, God is not leaving you on your own. God is releasing favor to you. God is releasing promises to you that are going to come to pass. And whatever you have believed for before, and it didn't happen, get ready because God is going to give you the breakthrough that you need. The Lord says, my daughter, I'm going to bring restoration to you. And you're not going to be ashamed. And you're not going to be the loser. You're going to be the overcomer. The Lord says, I've heard your cry. Church, stretch your hands forth towards this couple, please. In the name of Jesus, blessing is coming to your life. And you're not going to cry anymore. You're not going to feel like you're going under. But you're going to rise up. And the Lord says, I'm going to give you wisdom. And I'm going to give you strength. My friend, God says that he's going to help you. And that uh, decision that you're wanting to make has to be a God decision. But he will give you wisdom. And he will give you revelation. Hallelujah. Somebody just give the Lord praise in this house. Hallelujah. 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 Say again. The Lord says. You are not going to lose the battle. You're going to win the war. And whatever has seemed impossible is going to become very possible. And that, those things that you've been struggling with, that seem so impossible, it almost seems like there's some legal issues also, that you've been struggling with, and the Lord says, he has already released the answer, and the answer is on the way. And you will stand in this place and honor God and have the people rejoice with you as they see the provision of the Lord and how God has moved mountains and has brought the right people into your life at the right time. And this will be your day of breakthrough. 
your day of breakthrough in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, dear God. Thank you, dear God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. The Lord says, son, you've been faithful. And you have never given up. And you have never thrown in the towel. There have been many times that you've become tired. Sometimes even discouraged. Sometimes you had to bear offenses from other people. But the Lord says, son, I'm going to bless you beyond your expectation. And I'm going to give you favor more than you can ever believe. You have been a faithful servant and I will reward you and others will be blessed because of that. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Bless the Lord, bless the Lord. I know we've got to close. Sunday mornings are kind of tight. I, I just want to—I just want to tell some younger ladies. My God has given my wife a very unique gift. If there's a a wife who's barren, cannot have a baby, she lays her hands on hers, preferably on the couple, and in, within one year. Most of them have a baby. If there's any woman over here, and especially if your husband is here, come, she will lay hands on you. And I believe within a year you're going to hold a baby in your arms. Now, I've, we've got many pastor friends around the nation, and many of them say to her, please don't lay your hands on my wife. <laughs> But I believe, especially if you've been struggling, that God will help you. She's got grandbabies all over the world, even in Japan, across the nation. I told her so many times, I wish you had kept a list of everybody. I don't know how many. There are now dozens and dozens. I want you to lift your hands because I want to bless you in your search after the greatness of God, and then I want you to take your seats. In the mighty name of Jesus, Lord, let this be the first day for the rest of people's lives of breakthrough and blessing. As promises come alive, and prophecies come alive, and dead dreams come alive, and people find hope again in the name of Jesus. Give the Lord a shout of praise. Amen.